0: Welcome to the Friendly Geordies podcast. I hope everyone had a great week.
1: Mm. We know Miss Love did. He lost his laptop in London Airport,
0: <laughs> and I asked him why. How'd you do it? And he was like, "Cause I'm an idiot. That's why." No more questions, please. <laughs> Does they need a follow up? <laughs> he pretended he was Russell so Brand. No more questions, please uh
1: okay yeah there are two people that are shying away from the media spotlight this week
0: okay what do you think about the avocado millionaire you know the guy who for the audience who don't remember him he's the guy who said people need to stop having uh avocado toast in the morning if they want to buy a house Mm. he's come up with a genius suggestion Mm. which is that peep tradies he mostly was focusing on tradies because i think he's into property development he was like tradies think that they're doing you a favor by working for them. We gave too much money to them during COVID. So unless Australian unemployment reaches 40 to 50%, yes. One in two people need to be unemployed. Yeah. Uh, the economy will never recover.
1: <laughs> What's the logic behind that? I really need to know but how it- half of the country on the dole is going to help.
0: Well, he's stupid because that's going to like what's he saying wreck this? the economy. But, but I'm just
1: trying to figure it out from his angle first. Let's just hear him out. How does he think that's going to help that so half of the people are not earning and spending?
0: Yeah, that's a point that he's not taking into consideration. But what he is saying from like a shitty boss point of view that unless <laughs> employment boss. level unemployment levels are high, uh, people will not be willing to work harder so productivity is not going to go up unless they feel insecure uh, okay. about uh and so
1: that's scare the living daylights out of them scare
0: the living daylights out of him and then they'll realize that i don't work for them they work for me
1: <laughs> he did he did end up you got a bit yeah it's,
0: i guess it's some it's baus, but you're right that would be horrible for the economy because <laughs> Yeah, maybe he will get some people, but, like, no one is going to be buying the houses that he's trying to build at that yeah. point. So everything is going to go down the gutter if 50% of the people are unemployed.
1: Who you, has that?
0: You've got to remember the Great Depression was 30%, 30%. Un- unemployed. So yeah. he's
1: b- and that was a huge reason for the Great Depression. Yeah. He it did was a cycle that you could get out of. Uh, has any country ever reached 50% unemployment? It's got to be something at the very bottom, something like Somalia that doesn't have a government. I I bet you they've probably got like a 40% unemployment rate.
0: If there's 50% unemployment, that country I don't think exists anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's too many people. (laughs) It's just way too many people unemployed. He did apologise. Could you imagine the crime
1: rate? (laughs) How would that increase productivity? No one's working.
0: (laughs) No one's working. But the ones that are, are really scared to lose their jobs so they're working hard.
1: Wouldn't it be sick if he was an economic advisor?
0: Oh that god, would he would be know, the man. worst fucking economic advisor. Do you think
1: even Milton Friedman would look at that and think, dude, that's insane? Yeah, the, yeah. The, I, I don't know, man. Like, okay, so it's. it's were people asking him about the economy or he just said that
0: no he would they were asking him about the economy he was at some uh conference filled with like other property developers like him and it was a safe environment but you know stupid media leaks videos Mm, and shit mm, mm. so he got fucked over for it i'm sure in that circle that would have been like a clap point yes someone finally says it like it is
1: that's true big rich does make you deluded
0: it does make you a little bit deluded so he so that video got picked up by the us and in Cong, u.s congress brought it up saying like just slamming on billionaires which is funny because no, he's not a billionaire he's a multi so not there yet, mate. Mm, mm. Uh, his name's Tim Gerner. He did eventually come out and he apologized for his comments. He said that they were extremely insensitive and also factually incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> factually incorrect. <laughs> How much pressure would you have to face to like admit not only that it's insensitive, but it's factually, factually incorrect.
1: incorrect? I think it would be better if he just came out and said, it's factually incorrect. The insensitive thing just makes it... It's, you've heard it too many times. Yeah. So it's not going to help the PR move.
0: I wish it would have been good if he just came out and he's like, factually incorrect insensitive but let's not forget george bush hates black people <laughs> just
1: <say that. laughs> yeah just pass the buck on to someone else let's focus on the real enemy <laughs>
0: let's focus on the real enemy
1: you know what else though i will say his don't get avocado on toast point would not have gotten any further. i suppose he wouldn't have had a profile any publicity is good publicity i guess uh but if he just didn't link that to you will be able to own a house if you give up this small luxury. If he just said, stop having that and then you'll have more money. Yeah, then that would have been fine.
0: It's like, how is that different from Kashi's advices, you know? At at that point, what is the difference? It's fine, just control. No
1: media training, that's the difference. Mm.
0: But like, you should have media training if you're like constantly on the media. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like it's important. But look, to give him credit, he did apologize for it and stuff. So maybe we can't keep making fun of him for this.
1: Uh, Nonetheless, we chose to do so.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's like also like Tim Kerner, bro, like people, you know, like uh, these um, grocery chains like Coles and Woolworths are facing like they're, they have like their profits have reduced dramatically because people aren't buying at the same rate as they used to. So it, it is like this whole cost of living is definitely rep- like reflecting on the economy
1: now. Oh, man. It is brutal out there.
0: It's horrible.
1: Yeah, it's not good.
0: We like, d- like, dude. I have downgraded in terms of a lot of things. The meat that I was buying is slightly less uh, quality. Four star now. It's 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 it, 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 tender is not a consideration anymore <laughs> in my household. My our household l- now looks at protein. <laughs> <Fruit>. <laughs> what say so you're
1: onto organs and. Chuck no, no under
0: organs. Well, I mean, that's by choice, but um yeah. more like uh yeah, dude, like sometimes when we would have steak, I would go get scotch. It's a very nice piece of meat. Mm. And uh now I go for chuck, which is a less nice piece of meat. You're having chuck
1: steak. I'm having Times chuck steak. I thought chuck steak was for dogs.
0: Uh dude, at one point now it's for me.
1: It's chuck is okay, yeah. Cost of living is a thing, then. Chuck is People a decent, are eating dog food. No, I mean it's not. Dog and you have food. a job.
0: Chuck is like for all those watching. Chuck is a decent piece of meat. It's like
1: is it? I thought it was for all right. I, I for dogs and stews. Um, I thought it's not something that you cook up on a barbecue and give to people. I think I
0: think you sh- you can. It's ill. It's a nice one. You 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 wouldn't hate it. Yeah. It's 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 got it's fatty, so it's not as um uh tough yeah and uh it's
1: just not scotch
0: it's not scotch
1: it's not that and you can taste super
0: clean you know lean but tender piece of meat it
1: doesn't have that nice marbly look to it
0: yeah particularly like if you're making something like uh you know those uh, philly cheesesteak sandwiches or something mm. i think you'd want to you prefer chuck because okay. you can't like i don't know like affording ribeye and shit is just it's insane dude it's like you go to a store it's like 50 dollars a kilo or something it's like oh that's like 50 bucks for like one meal at my house yeah
1: manage will go out at that point
0: yeah it's like it's 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 not right so
1: um i think it is cheaper for you to go out and buy a steak at a restaurant
0: man steak! it's restaurants are fucking expensive too actually that's what we we're yeah, jor- but i think i
1: had a steak the other day and it was like 30 bucks and it was a chuck steak okay All right. it was it, it can't it,
0: it wouldn't was. have been a nice steak could, i mean huh? it would have been a cheaper cut of steak mm-hmm. um like one of those like pub steaks maybe which yeah because like, yeah. it gets subsidized by the alcohol revenue that they oh make. of course yeah because <laughs> they want you to, they don't want to keep food too high so because people they want people to keep drinking over there yeah because obviously they make more money for drinks dude and they drink this country has expensive a as well problem. like to, like i went yesterday i got three drinks i got i ordered one gin and tonic i got one of those like slushy margaritas and i ordered another slushy margarita in a different flavor,
1: $50. Wow.
0: Last night. And then I was like, well, that that's shocked a wrap. That,
1: man, that got my eyes raised to the point of someone like, oh, so they did discover life on Mars. That's intriguing to me, that you can pay that much for not that great drinks either.
0: Yeah, well, now I'm tapped out for my night outs. For that's a long it. time, just based on three drinks, that doesn't even get you like, you know.
1: Yeah. Come the back to you in 2024, yeah. you might have something there. This is, everyone's feeling this pinch, right? Not just Australia. This is happening across yeah, the Yeah, it's happening
0: out. globally, but, you know, it doesn't make it any better for us.
1: No, but... By, by the
0: way, did you know, you don't deal with this because... Okay, just as a guess, Jordan, last month's electricity bill for the office, guess. One month.
1: I don't know how much it costs normally.
0: Just have, take a wild guess.
1: Oh, 100 bucks 150
0: 550 dollars one month
1: it's rained. i don't know rent now
0: and like i don't, i first i thought that maybe you are using way too much electricity like for example you use the heater often and then we got the electricity uh bill for our house and it's
1: about the same Well, that still means i'm probably using too much electricity but look the thing is this is an office space you do have a bunch of high power computers whirring all the time and i make no and lights
0: as well and also
1: i am not going for energy saver australia i'm going for the greens voter. yeah you're Uh, all offset your carbon will will buy pieces of land in the amazon yeah our electricity provider
0: is carbon neutral which means we pay extra yay um (laughs) but yeah dude it's like yeah the cost of living is off your conscience boomers at record numbers are becoming homeless Eh, it's it's so depressing
1: it is pretty brutal isn't it
0: um okay so in that case because the on that note new South Wales labor announced their budget
1: yes for the really exciting night no one gives a shit about the federal budget Now you're going to listen to a state that you probably don't live in. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you probably don't live in. Um, So it's good news for Western Sydney because there's a lot of funding that's going into hospitals, which is always good. Emergency workers are getting a lot uh, more money. Uh, The biggest loser of the budget is arts.
1: good as it should be take this out come on i'll take western sydney getting a break for once yeah dude. over a bunch of dickheads that make shit plays anyway
0: state tv and movie industry takes a funding hit with 188 million cut from screen and innovation programs mm-hmm. screen producers australia ceo said the cuts would affect new south law standing as a film and tv production oh part. no
1: that's definitely worth 180 million dude no one except you thinks that it's like a, a benchmark for film, anyway.
0: You would no longer be able to call Sydney a film or TV centre for the nation if the cuts go ahead.
1: Oh, I thought it was Victoria anyway. Yeah, that's right. You're what not I doing great. This is not doing great. You're not spending much on marketing.
0: Yeah, but like, okay, I would normally feel bad for you, but like, you got to produce some good substance for me to feel bad for you. Like at this at point, least. I go like, yeah, look, the the remaining amount is also. Unrequired because <laughs> you're not doing anything
1: good. Um, so, but it's also just this thing of, come on, is that really a consideration when you have a bunch of nurses and a bunch of electricians and a bunch of uh, uh, trained workers that haven't had a pay rise in ten years? Yeah, is this a consideration? Okay, and
0: this will put things into perspective. You know how they were about to close down Powerhouse in Ultimo, Sydney?
1: Mm. Are they still doing it? They're
0: not doing it. But the the amount of money that was required to revamp Powerhouse was $500 million. Mm. Which is ridiculous for a fucking museum. And they've scrapped. So they're only giving them $250 million instead of $500 million,
1: But keeping it at the place? But keeping it over there. Well, that's a ween. That's a huge win. And they're
0: also spending money to build uh, a powerhouse museum in Parramatta because they kind of want tourists to also go to Parramatta as opposed to just all coming to Sydney CBD.
1: Well, I'm, that's not going to happen.
0: Look, in, in an ideal situation, I wouldn't have liked it, but at this point, I think it's warranted. I think it's it's. Fair. And this is
1: something that people need to understand about New South Wales. I did not know this, but there was strikes and i can't remember which unions it was that were striking saying that chris means double-crossed us look from chris mean's perspective he inherited a budget that is the worst budget position in new south wales history and the liberals covered it up even with these cuts
0: even with these cuts we're still going to go into a deficit by the way i think the deficit's around 300 million dollars and they're projecting that by next year we'll make a we'll barely make a surplus mm. and then the year after that we'll have a decent surplus
1: and the liberals sold virtually all of our assets where did that money go into that fucking tram that's that's so useless piece of shit. give me one all i don't know a assets. single person that lives in Cunts. sydney
0: that thinks that that tram is useful i haven't met a single person yeah they're always empty anyways.
1: One Chinese woman that I see on it.
0: Even if and it, I don't even
1: think she likes it. I think she just doesn't know buses exist. Do
0: you know what's, okay, okay, I take it back. There's one useful thing for that tram. If you get off at Central and you want to go to the Sydney Cricket Ground or the footy, you know, the, the, the grounds, wherever they are. Well, they should just build exactly a
1: monorail it. from there to there then. Yeah. And, and I don't monorails think, are fun.
0: I don't think it's worth billions of dollars to just cater for like some sporting nuts. If you're going to the university and shit, which is also along there, sorry for all those living in Sydney, you know what I'm talking about, but like, apologies. But like, if you're going to this, the university, which was initially their plan to facilitate like international students because they bring in money, they don't take that tram because it's slower than the fucking bus. Mm. So literally the only people that use that tram are uh, people that go to watch footy and shit.
1: God, we really have to break the spell that Liberals are good economic managers. We really need to understand that. If you're going to sell all of our assets, you cannot leave the budget in a deficit. That is insane. That They are so much worse at economic management than even I give them credit for. They are terrible at it. And this is something else. I was reading Bob Carr's book recently, and he was talking about the fact that there is this myth that, oh, the reason that we had to get the Liberals in is because the Labor Party wasn't building anything. You know what, I I forgot about this, but infrastructure takes a long time to build. All of the things that the Liberal Party got to cut the ribbon on, that was all infrastructure projects that Bob Carr got the funding for, did all the planning for, started construction, and they were getting built. And it it takes 10, 15 years for these things to be built. And then they just get to go, yep, that was us.
0: Yeah, but I feel like that myth was busted definitely this federal election. I, I hope think, so. I, it didn't stick this time around. Yeah. That they're good economic managers.
1: This is great news that for the first time ever, you do polling and people say, yeah, Labor's better economic managers than the Liberals. That's awesome.
0: One of the winners of this uh, New South Wales budget is the energy transition. So New South Wales transition to renewables will benefit from about $1.8 billion to transmit and store energy across the state. So I think we're investing heaps on batteries now. Fuck yeah! Which is a good. You know thing. what else
1: you need to just add to that? Some more greens bashing because I know that you love it. <laughs> well, most of you do. There's a tiny portion of this uh, podcast that I don't know why they listen to it. I think they listen to it just to be angry about what I'm about to say. But the Greens are trying to block in the New South Wales uh, Upper House the Labor Party installing all of these new transmissions. Uh, transmission infrastructure, infrastructure to help with the capacity of the green energy transition. And they're saying, it's above ground, put it below ground, it kills bats. And the Labor Party saying, okay, so let me get this straight. When we do not have money, <laughs> when we don't have any money, and you are saying that it is absolutely urgent that we need to act on climate change right now, You're saying that we should go for an option that is three times more expensive, will take twice as long to build, will not get us to the target of 2030. You want us to go down that path. That's what's happening right now. And it's again, for the same reason the Greens always impede progress on this issue, it's just so that they can impede it to say, nothing's getting done. That's the plan there. They know that that's insane
0: yeah and like look they're just again they're saying shit because they've got to say something
1: they've got to say something. uh
0: the transmission acceleration facility will get 800 million that's what i'm talking about to that. connect renewable energy yep. zones to grid sooner than planned. good a billion dollars has been committed to establishing energy security corporation corporation which will invest in storage projects like community batteries however there is a cut uh to subsidies for buying electric cars you know that stamp duty exemption that they had for electric vehicles they are getting rid of that which i think is probably a good way idea.
1: way better anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. way better
0: it's like only rich people were using it anyway like exactly. no that's why poor the people are not it. buying electric cars nah. it's just so yeah in a
1: time when they are eating dog food i don't think anyone's thinking hmm should we get a second tesla a yeah,
0: new tesla <laughs> there will be a time and place for it but i think that will come in maybe five to ten years when electricity cars become the norm mm. And when and they hit that thirty
1: thousand mark, use, yeah. that's when you need subsidies. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It, right now, it's still too expensive. They're about everything's expensive, but Plus like the federal are. government
1: is giving out the subsidies anyway. The states can take a, a step back now in yeah. the electric cars. You should be re-diverting that into the grid. That's the big
0: yeah, one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think it was just like it was. It probably wasn't a well thought out policy. So I'm happy with that going. Uh, having said that, dude, I was watching uh, Chris Bone talk about uh nuclear power have you seen that
1: guy he's getting slammed every day in sky and Murdoch press but go on
0: so um they're basically arguing that um we should switch uh all the coal-powered uh plants to nuclear energy Mm -hmm. and Chris Bowen said that that transition is gonna cost us about 288 billion dollars which is 20 billion less than the fucking submarine. <laughs> but what do, you, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about like the Labor Party? It's not happening. I'm not saying that that's what they're going for. This is just like initial talk. But what, what would you say if Labor Party starts going for nuclear power plants?
1: I'd say that that's so dangerous and scary and I'd be terrified. But I don't think that the liberals were because the liberals were there for 10 years and they just, this is what you need to understand this, uh, about this uh, new kids kids, even if you think that nuclear power is a good alternative, and I most certainly don't, because think about this, I was thinking about this the other day, right? In the age of climate change, you know how you're extremely worried about the Himalayas melting, which will happen? When the Himalayas melt, the floods that we saw in Pakistan earlier this year are gonna be child's play in comparison to the flooding that's gonna happen in that region.
0: Bro, did you see what happened in Libya, by the way, just recently? Oh,
1: yeah. How could you not?
0: Like, s- proper Judgment Day shit. Oh, yeah. People in seven story buildings went to their roof and they were still swimming. Seven story tall buildings. Eight
1: stories. Eight, Eight stories. stories. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I, I second that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's getting
0: pretty fucking insane. Yeah, it's
1: grim. But what I was thinking about is when the himalayas start melting and you get floods that are going to be far worse than what we saw in pakistan recently what is going to happen to the nuclear power plants in india and pakistan that's horrific because it's bad enough when these areas flood that's going to be catastrophic in itself but i still think that life will find a way Mm. it cannot find a way if you have meltdowns
0: yeah you make a good point i mean we've gotten to a point where like insurance companies wouldn't insure large swaths of australian land Mm. like there's a lot of places in brisbane for instance that can't get insured anymore Mm. and insurance
1: companies won't insure they never would insure nuclear power plants before because they were saying that that's just ridiculous the amount of insurance that you'd have to take if the government wasn't subsidizing the insurance for it because insurance this is the whole thing insurance companies are not stupid the same with climate change. It's the same with nuclear power. They factor in that go- there is going to be meltdowns. They put that into the insurance policy. So they know it's going to happen. Um, that That's like a huge expense in the $288 billion that isn't included into this. Uh, but w- w- look, the thing is, just to go back to that main point, when the new kids are saying, yeah, 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 well, the nationals have it right on this one issue, they're bad on everything else. But no, when it comes to nuclear power, they're on the right ball here. They're not serious about this. The reason that the nationals and the liberals talk about, we need to have this transition to nuclear power, and then did nothing for it in that 10 years, was not because there was a lack of political will. That is not the reason that they weren't doing it. They were doing it because they know exactly what Chris Bowen knows. They know that it's way too expensive. It's pie in the sky stuff even if you were going to start building the, dude, a lot of the time these nuclear power plants, they say that it's going to take five years to build and it takes 40 mm. and then it gets shut down anyway because it's dangerous. But they are using it as a political smoke screen to keep fossil fuel running because they'll say, we just should transition to nuclear power to just put another debate in the air to keep coal plants going. That's all that's happening there. Sorry, but go no, on. No, no.
0: I, th- I think you're right. And this also seems to me like, it's like that gas-based recovery thing. It's like, it's a shortcut. It's just, uh oh, we need to transition. Let's get this new big fucking nuclear battery type solution where like, you know, we can solve all our problems instantly. But like, the thing is, if you really want to fix problems, you've got to take, you've got to work hard. You've got to like start investing properly in renewable, in batteries. It's a much longer process but it's definitely more sustainable and we know that is the future so like i think nuclear is a shortcut that some people would like to take like nationals for instance
1: you know but that's the thing they sell it as a shortcut very often it's not very often it's far longer than installing renewables just to put this in perspective right even if it did go into the time frame of five to six years to set up you can set up entire solar farms that are producing the same amount of electricity in a year now the battery and the transition uh, and the transmissions three three yeah you're still far short but there's and like
0: there's other hiccups that we're facing you know like because a lot of uh, rare earth minerals are required for this sort of shit. countries are place, uh, placing export bans on rare earth minerals because they want it to keep it for themselves. It's kind of like that vaccine thing. Malaysia recently placed a ban on uh, rare earth metals.
1: Um, so, like, it's, so ma- it's, not, it's not as... Malaysia's on board with the transition, are they?
0: No, they're on board with the transition, but they don't want to sell it to others because they want to make it for themselves. Yeah,
1: but that's incredible because I thought they'd just be a petro state that didn't give a shit.
0: No, Uh, they are. Like, I mean, they're an oil state, but their oil is uh, food oil.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah, the best can.
0: Yeah, but, like, you know, there's a big battle going on for these, like, lithium uh, uh, fucking uh, cobalt and, like...
1: Yeah, well, look, if you're trying to re-electrify the entire planet, yes, there's going to be some hiccups in that.
0: Yeah, there's going to be some hiccups. Man, I I hope it happens.
1: I think it will. Look... The UN report on renewables is the most hopeful thing that I've heard in my lifetime. I can't remember the exact numbers. It was a little bit below 200%, maybe it was quite below 200%, but the point is by 2030, the amount of renewable electricity in the world will be well over the capacity that is needed, well over. Now. That's not all good news because we were saying before, you've also got batteries and you've got transmissions, but also know this, that just a couple of years ago in 2021, the amount that we were on track for having battery storage was about 6% capacity of the world. Now it's at about 80%. Dude, that's incredible. We're getting there and we're getting there fast. Yeah. It's cool. They're just
0: expensive. Like even those Tesla batteries that some people have at their house, they're amazing. Mm. They like you can be completely off grid now. Yeah, if you have the investment and like in the long term, it's actually going to be Way cost effective better. for you. But yeah, you like you you've reached that point, in, particularly in a place like Australia where we do get a lot of sunlight. We actually don't even need electric companies to give us electricity. Isn't it cool? It's just like, in fact, like people that have like a good setup that have invested a lot into it. Yeah, are selling it back. Yeah, all of them. Because it used to be a problem that. One of the problems with this whole solar panels was that most of the energy requirement is at night when you're at home and using heaps of electricity appliances, maybe heating. And like that was when you had no sunlight. And during daytime, you were often at work when you had heaps of sunlight. So that was like a problem, which, which is why we needed like really good batteries. I think these new Tesla batteries actually have solved that issue. Yeah.
1: So if totally. you've
0: got money, you can like you can really go carbon neutral. But understand. always remember,
1: boys, the trickle down theory is correct. I mean, <laughs> in look, this instance, don't you think though that only the rich can afford Teslas now? Only the rich can afford Tesla batteries, but it won't be that far off that the middle class will be able to afford it.
0: Particularly if like the government subsidizes it, which I think they should.
1: Well, I think they are federally still.
0: They are, but I think they need like. You need like your lowest common denominator to also be doing it.
1: Well, not necessarily if you are building large communal batteries, which is what the Labor government is also doing. That's
0: a that's a good idea, dude. I'm all for it. I am all. It, it's for happening
1: it. fast. Uh, look, I know that there are a lot of people that are extremely anxious, including Obama's daughter, that we are not going to cap. Who the
0: fuck cares about Obama's daughter?
1: I don't know, but people do. Okay, I think it's just because like you know they're hot now. Uh, that's probably why, and I think that
0: that is a good point. <laughs> they are very hot.
1: Well, the Obama's kids—they're going to be. Well, hot at least
0: one point. of them is. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, you Let's even not be too generous. You yeah. <laughs> all know which one I'm talking about. Uh, Go on. We we do. Sorry.
1: But a lot of people are just uh, very pessimistic that we're going to overshoot the two percent target. We're definitely going to shoot overshoot one point five percent, but. I'm actually fairly optimistic that we're going to get there. Just Now, tell me if I'm completely off with the theories on this one, but I really feel like in these past two years, the amount of growth in renewables has accelerated beyond anyone's wildest imaginations and predictions. And this was just in the last two years. What about in the next year? What about the year after that?
0: Yeah, but uh, can I also say something? 2% is pretty catastrophic.
1: No, it is. But it's doable it's still doable and it's also i guess the
0: only only option you have it's the only option you got at the moment you can't go back to 0.5 no because we're already at 1.2 or some shit, right
1: but also know this that you start capping the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere very quickly as in a matter of a couple of years it starts dissipating so yes there will be chain reactions that you cannot do anything about but look I don't think that we're going to get to that society level ending climate change it's going to be worse than it is now for sure
0: what are we going to do about like what are we going to do about all these refugees that are coming from you know the really uh climate stressed areas like what what solution do we have for that no because we're clearly not letting them in no there's no way that boat has sailed Mm. there's no like you know country that's in a good geographic location, also happens to be first world and shit, that's gonna let those guys in. Dude, screw first world countries, second world countries, their own neighbors are not gonna let them in. Like what happens there?
1: I don't know. That's truly catastrophic. Uh, There will be awful adjusting problems uh, in this climate change uh, scenario. That's definitely true. I'm just looking at the optimistic point that I don't think that the world is going to end.
0: Yeah. What are what what are the, what are the issues that we're going to face, like, in our geography? Because, like, I know in the U.S., unless you, like, live in the desert or something, even in that 2% scenario, you'll probably be fine. You'll be all right. Florida's going to be screwed a little bit. Some property is going to go. But on general, you'll have enough water. You'll have enough decent climate for your crops and all of that shit. I'm more concerned about shit like, you know... One of the things that I was actually reading was that the current breadbasket of actually kind of the world is like Ukraine and in that area that creates the most amount of grain with the rainfall patterns changing, the breadbasket area is actually going to become Siberia. Uh, wow, Russia, what a move. Which is fine. Oh yeah. Which is fine if it's just a different place. Yeah, but, that's many, but the soil. many
1: tens of thousands of kilometers away. Yeah, yeah. Way. But
0: the problem also is that the soil in Siberia is not conducive to grain, uh, for like these grain. So, like, we're going to lose a lot of crops as a consequence. Okay, anyways, my question is what problems are we going to face? Because at the end of the day, I'm more concerned about
1: us. Hell yeah.
0: So, like, what are we. What are our problems for this 2%? Uh, scenario
1: oh well obviously the expansion of the deserts huge increase in bushfires massive increase in floods that's all going to happen however we can still maintain our water security if we start building up the banks of the rivers and we start conserving what environment we have left and start building on it and i think that we can make our situation as in our food production and our water security better than it is today, even in a 2% climate. This, this is not my opinion, by the way. This is ecologist that I speak to. There is a way out of this. And I think that it is probably the same with the rest of the world. If the world, and the world is, it's slowly getting there when it comes to ecological protection. Hmm. It's getting better. And it's exactly what Imran Khan, which I'm just so sad that that guy's in jail now, but that is one of his major points about when he was a premier when he was talking about the fact that you will thank me for planting that billion trees.
0: Yeah, he, he was trying to do it. Okay, but let, let's forget about like him for a second because uh, let's talk about China because China is doing that with the Gobi Desert, right? Because the desert is expanding. And them. they're pushing back? And they're trying to push back. But Shit. the problem, Well, no, they've been doing no, it no, for like a, a, a years now. Yeah. But the thing is, man, they're not that successful because the desert is eating up the green a lot more at a higher pace than they can actually stop it. Yeah. So they're losing st- even though there's extreme concerted effort, huge amounts of funds to like keep planting more trees and like greenify uh but like it's th- you can't beat nature. It's still eating it up.
1: I can guarantee you if they were not doing that, the expansion of the desert would be way faster. No, it Asia. is,
0: obviously, but I mean no, 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 can no, no, we no. even do something about it as my
1: I think so, because you you do need to understand this, Ali. Greening the desert was sort of a concept in the 70s. It was like a theory. Implementation of it, they kind of looked at, this is my big point with the vegans that they're gonna hate this point, but I think that managing uh, livestock in a way definitely helps. I've seen it happen on farms. I've seen it happen on farms where everything else around them is essentially a desert that's just subsidized by water, which is criminal, the the, the the cotton and whatever. But this one farmer has made his farm a refuge, and you can tell by the increased amount of birds that keep coming to his property in otherwise everywhere else. That's the only place because they, they migrate from Victoria to Queensland every year and they go to his property in larger numbers every year. So he's increasing the amount of birds that are able to breed just by how he's managing his property now he is the first to say that when you get into climate change and all this stuff there's only so much human beings can do before it starts encroaching on it he does not say however that this is a problem that is insurmountable the thing is when it comes to government policy and look i'm sure that the chinese are well ahead of the rest of the world when it comes to this because they always are but you need to know that when it comes to re-greening the desert, this is sort of a nascent science. This is sort of where uh, uh, solar panels were in the nineties. And there is going to be a point where we know enough about it and how to counter it, where you can ramp it up. Mm. So just know this, Ali, that like when it comes to all of these biodiversity sciences and agricultural sciences, the best is yet to come
0: okay uh, i was uh, my brother told me about this so i haven't done it like enough research to comment on it properly but i don't know if you've heard this there's a theory that you can green australia's central massive desert by this is how he described it to me he's like essentially you have to cut australia into two pieces you have to like create a division kind of like in the center of australia to bring the water from the oceans Tilting in australia between yeah and making like this massive lake in yes. the center yes that's gonna change the topography and green yeah. make a lot like is that is that is that just him like talking about some esoteric like or is that does that have some credibility to it
1: people have been theorizing it i've never really looked into it because it sounds too crackpot to me and is anyone ever going to create such a chain reaction because
0: apparently it's <laughs> possible in australia because that place used to be yeah. Right? So like it used to be uh there used to be water there at one point, which is why there's a lot of water underneath the surface as well, even today. That's the whole the, the basin. What's that basin called?
1: Artesian uh, basin.
0: Artesian basin, right? That's why there's like heaps there's heaps of water in large pockets of even the desert in Australia. But like it's obviously much lower and the infrastructure's in there and like, you know, we the population is small enough that we can manage water from elsewhere. But like if you can create a massive even seawater lake in the center, they're saying that could like revolutionize, yeah, uh, like our geography. Yes, yes. yes. But like, is that playing God? Like, what is like, is that even a good idea? I think that
1: we're gonna get to that stage though. We're gonna have to. I mean, we already are playing God. We're just playing it in the wrong direction. But look, this is why when anyone ever says to me, "What do I do with my life?" I say, "Do something about the environment. Do something about it." First off, it's obviously going to be a growth industry. But second, there is nothing that you could be doing that's more important with your life. And you will be on the front line of seeing incredible innovations in this field because the world is starting to take this seriously. And they're taking the electricity part seriously now because that's the easier part to solve, but they're going to have to be investing more and more. Just, are you optimistic about the future? Because i got to say, guys, I am. I really am. Oh, they're saying the
0: stream is dead. Oh. (laughs) No, no, it's back. It's just I think the internet was kind of slow. Best joke.
1: Yeah. Australia's
0: landmass is very flat and wide. Hard to hold lake water.
1: No, but as they were saying before, there was a time when it wasn't. There was a time when there was a huge ocean in the centre of this continent.
0: They're saying we've had the plan for that for decades now. Yes, You end up making something with, like, a decent budget. I'll happily fly out where you are at my own expense and work for free. So people want to work on this stuff, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, and good. Uh, Very happy to hear it.
0: Terraforming the Earth to prevent climate catastrophe is pretty sci-fi. I know, but, like, dude, you know what else is fucking sci-fi? That fucking Libyan flood. Like, we the sort of level that this stuff is now happening, we need to come up with something insane as well. Yeah,
1: but I, I think this is also really important to point out. Yeah, it's out. called
0: great gra- uh, The Great Green Wall. That's what my brother was saying. That's it. The Great Green Wall. Yeah. Didn't China plan to fuckload? Yeah, we, we talked about it. They, they are. But like even they're having issues with keeping pace with it.
1: Um, also, gang, just understand that everything we're talking about is sci-fi. You're right. But also know that what we have been doing is pretty damn sci-fi. <laughs> like, terraforming the atmosphere. We've done that. Mm. We can do it the other way around.
0: Well, okay, if you're so hopeful, I've got to ask you another thing that uh, I fear hopeful about. Are you hopeful about Queensland or not?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you giving up on an entire state? Yeah, that's an impossibility. Uh, look, when I was up in Queensland, I was talking to some brains i'm worried about it as you guys were as well like i wasn't taking you as seriously as i should have before when i got all these people saying guys you got to do something about queensland i think i'm going to start making that my focus now my plan is mitigation because i don't think it's exactly everyone knows that this is the cycle of things it doesn't matter how good a government is like when you had your whole keatings all good things must come to an end. There is an it's time factor when it comes to politics. And the fact that Palachet has won three terms is damn near historic. Very few governments get to that point. Asking for a fourth term is a big ask, you know? Um when you look at presidents in the United States, it is very, very rare that you will have the Republicans in for three terms. It's very rare that you have the Democrats in for three terms. It's wear and tear of being in government eventually it catches up to you this is not and I repeat this is not Anastasia Palaszczuk's uh, fault everyone's always talking about how shit Queensland is there's some truth to that because you can't keep far north Queensland and southern Queensland happy at the same time it's an impossible ask especially with a mainstream party it's always just going to start fracturing that's true You look at the numbers though, that state has rarely ever been in better shape than it has been under Anastasia Palaszczuk. When people are talking about a hospital nightmare. In most of the important metrics when it comes to healthcare, Queensland is up there with the best of them. It's usually getting the one, two or three mark when it comes to these things. Uh, More often than not, one or two in terms of the healthcare metrics. This is the big push the Chrysophole, the opposition leader, is going for. He's you know, it's a healthcare nightmare. Uh, when you know, the the youth crime thing, which is massively overblown and both sides. So you have your ABCs and your guardians being like, oh my God, they're being so mean to children and then you've got Murdoch Press being like, they're not being mean enough. And they're deliberately doing it so that they can try and fracture the government. The reality of the situation is they're doing an all of the above solution to it. And once you get Christopher in, what's he going to do? He's going to cut all of the rehabilitation programs, which are having marked success. Um, you know, the environment when it comes to that, that's horrific to me. That's why I'm so scared about all of this, because anything that the New South Wales Liberals did looks like nothing to what the LNP do when they're in power. The environmental destruction that they're responsible for in a single term is catastrophic what i'm particularly scared about is that chris of fully is going to get in and he's not going to be anywhere near as insane as campbell newman was and so he could probably stick around for 10 years that is far worse than campbell newman being in for one term far worse my aim now and this is where i need your help my fellow podites is if you are in queensland can you please make it your mission to try and convince a few nutbag greens to vote Labor, can you please convince a few of your elder relatives to vote for Labor over the LNP? The ways that you would do it is, come on, she handled COVID expertly. The oldies know it. That's why she got the third term. Just remind them of that. Just remind them of like, dude, remember Campbell Newman? It's just going to be that again. It always is. It's be Peterson again. That that is that party. You cannot let them win. When it comes to the greens it's always the same thing we're just going to promise flying the pie fly in the sky bullshit. all of these snake oil salesmen things if you get us in it's going to be like the jetsons it's lie. like the, the the practical reality of the situation is anastasia palaché as i was just pointing out then she has done things that no other government could pull off huge things stopping all of these unbelievably damaging environmental disaster policies that were enacted under the lmp it took her two terms because she didn't have a majority but she got there Uh, she would be implementing more of those if it wasn't for north queensland like people are always saying why can't it be more like west australia and victoria with their environmental policies give her a wide enough majority she'll get there we're not even asking for that at the moment we're just asking to get her over the line but i will say this at the very least let's get it to the point that the labor party can win the next election after that because if it's a wipeout like it was under campbell newman there's not going to be this them clawing it back from seven seats if chris fully does like a gladys berejiklian doesn't look like he's doing too much people can't really sense it on the ground it's slowly deteriorating they'll be in for 10 years that is a far worse position to be in because people always ask like oh what is what are they implementing dude have you seen the green jobs and energy plan It is the most comprehensive plan in the country. We're talking $64 billion of investment into transforming Queensland into a green energy hub of not just Australia, the world. That's Palaszczuk's policy. You're worried about climate change. Queensland could be one of the key fulcrums that implements massive change, not just in Australia. Globally, this has huge knock on effects. You invest that much money in a place like Queensland. These are things that are worth fighting for. So, okay, so
0: obviously you can't really, uh, uh, even you can't even play devil's advocate to defend the libs on uh, environmental policy. But like the two things that you mentioned was, healthcare is a mess and youth crime. So let's, let's talk about healthcare first. Healthcare is a mess throughout the country. Is it more of a mess in Queensland? Because I know even in New South Wales, like there's a reason why Chris Minns is putting so much money into healthcare because, you know, we are running short of like nurses, it's paramedics. So it's, I feel I feel like this is an Australia wide problem, clearly, but is it a particularly bad issue in Queensland?
1: No, as always, the it's a particularly bad issue in Queensland because all you have is the Murdoch press in Queensland. So they're able to, I hate this phrase, but cherry pick data that makes it look like Queensland is this hospital hellscape. When in reality, you look at the stats, overall it's doing very well. Exactly the same with youth crime. Crime has been going down consistently under Anastasia Palaszczuk. Yes, there is a small contingency of youth crime that is particularly egregious in Queensland. The general trajectory even of youth crime is, she just passed this. This is the this is the lowest stats of youth crime recidivism, as in like doing the going out of the system and committing more crimes. This is the lowest that it has ever been since records began.
0: Yeah, but youth crime was like a major issue in Victoria last year. Like, is it again specifically bad in Queensland?
1: It's. I mean, look, it's the same it's, sort it's of trend. Worse than it is in any other state. I'll give it that. But like what happened in Victoria when it was the worst in, 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 in any other state, Daniel Andrews just started working on it. And a couple of years later, like it's, it's a lot better. Like, yes, you're, you're going to point to all of these articles saying, what about these guys getting mugged? What about this car theft here? What about this murder? But this is the big lie that the press are always trying to pull. And this is something that I think you need to start pressing amongst all of your friends and family. There is this myth that the press are always trying to pull in people's heads that if only we got this government in, the world would turn into a utopia. There'd be no homeless people, there'd be no criminals. What are you talking about? To quote the Joker, we live in a society. There's always gonna be criminals. Mm. There's always gonna be homeless people. This is not, there are things that governments cannot do. And this is the thing that I think this is what I'm hearing over and over again. This is a very powerful message you get into people's heads. People, this is great because uh, like we live in a world filled with a bunch of Redditors always attacking us. So we think that this is how the general population thinks. They don't. The general population is willing to give government slack. They give, they're give. they very willing to give government slack. They know that the government is not going to solve all of the world's problems. They know that that's wishful, weird thinking that just gets niched and, and like, I don't know, fetishized amongst like internet circles. What they want is a government that is batting for them. That's all they want. That's all they ask for in a government. Yeah,
0: but here's another point that I think
1: is... Mis- isn't, isn't Hang on. Sorry. When it comes to Pakistan and with Imran Khan, don't you think that that was a big part of his appeal? It was like, no one thought that he was just going to turn Pakistan into Turkey overnight. No one thought that, but they thought he's giving it a go.
0: Yeah, he's given it, moving in the right direction. Yeah, that's why he was popular. But like uh my my other like the thing that's sort of missed in this youth crime debate because you're we're focusing on the effect that youth crime rate is high what is the government doing about it but like if you're gonna gut social services and any kind of funds for what we what the liberals or the coalition calls like handouts if you're just gonna like constantly starve your population of this for like a decade. Yeah, there's going to be like youth crime as a result.
1: Yes. This is
0: directly connected. Yes. The higher your poverty rate is, the higher your crime rate goes. Absolutely. And so like if you're saying that youth crime is high, I'm going to focus on what's causing that because it's much because like at the end of the day, like what what are we supposed to do? Just jail fucking 14-year-olds indefinitely in solitary confinement or we ensure that these guys have like a a family structure that is not constantly starved of money that it keeps breaking. Did the number one cause of families breaking up is fiscal uh, fiscal problems
1: and divorces it's,
0: divorces yeah that's that's essentially why your family unit breaks up in the first place like it's not cheating it's not like people it's literally financial stress causes families to break down and if financial threat, stress is going to cause families to break down you're going to have a lot of kids that aren't being looked after properly because their parents are too focused on fucking putting food on the table and I guess fighting with each other. Yeah. So I, like, I honestly think this youth crime could be put back into the liberal category. It was like, you caused this.
1: Yeah. And this is not something that is fixed in a decade or two decades. Mm. This is a long-term, and also on top of this, look, Ali is absolutely right. That is the number one cause of this, the breakdown of the family unit, but it is one factor. It is one factor there is a myriad of factors that are involved in this that's one it is a long-term fix and by fix all we're talking about the same with homelessness same with crime in general it's not like it's going to end ever it's just going to get better that's all you can aim for in these instances but it's also true when people are saying oh they're being so harsh on kids dude you do need to understand this some like psychopaths exist and psychopaths exist with their children. I've seen documentaries on this where they used to have lockup houses for kids that are psychopaths, and you hear them, and it's like, "Yeah, I killed my like baby brother with a brick." It's like, dude, you can't do anything with someone like that. They're just fucked in the head. Maybe one day we'll have some miracle drug that like gets their chemicals back in the right way or something like that. But in the meantime, like, it. dude, it's there cold is things that you just need to do to just prevent and like get those people out of society, like. You know, that's one element of it as well. But that is all the Liberals are focusing on, just that, just punishment. No, go and face your victim. I I can't believe this. I read this stat the other day from the press, from the Murdoch press. They were saying Anastasia Palaszczuk's huge failure on crime, uh, her recidivism program of making the victims have a conversation with their perpetrators. Oh, it only has, how's this? a 50% success rate. So that one program reduces repeat offenders by 50%. That's pretty good. And they're reporting it as a massive failure. Cause it's not a hundred percent. This did, is the I press circumstance that you're up against. Like and the people are sitting there saying, oh, I wonder why Palaszczuk is going so low. Yeah, there's some wear and tear to it, but it's percent. this is the media ecosystem she's in.
0: I generally would take 30%. I I'd would take 15. A, yeah. I take five As long as the trajectory One in twenty. Yeah, no, nah, that's kind of, that is
1: ridiculous.
0: But so you're saying the main issue is it's time.
1: People get bored. It's time, it's the Murdoch press. It's also just people sitting there and coming up with their weird little conspiracy theories in their living rooms and saying, Yeah, fuck that, that's because of her. It's all of those issues, uh,
0: dude. I wonder why, like Queensland, that faces the brunt of the climate catastrophes. I mean, bushfires are everywhere and shit, but flooding is horrible in Brisbane. Oh yeah, like why doesn't like environmental uh, policies take as much traction?
1: They do in the south. Uh, it's the north. The north cannot stand anything remotely environmental. They see it as commie. So because they're
0: not as affected by it, but aren't they? No, like, they are. They're more shit?
1: affected by it. They just look the old phrase going troppo it's if you've ever been to cairns or townsville you can see it most people are insane up there
0: yeah well uh, whenever the elections are we we've got to try as much as possible
1: that's what i'm saying so as always it's so important for you to join a union it's so important for you to join your local branch so you can see what needs to be done in your electorate because the one thing that we always have is that if you have a popular candidate in your seat or at the very least they're liked enough in their seat doesn't matter what hit job you do on them you would have to focus like they did with jackie trad because they knew that she was a real strong point of the last electorate so the greens and the murdoch press teamed up to get rid of her and there was also demographic shift that's true but it was a very concerted effort to get rid of her because she was keeping the government on track other than that, though, they can't focus their energy on 20 candidates that are popular and liked and known in the community.
0: Yeah, just put up, like, footy players in marginal seats in North Queensland.
1: Always what I said. Footy Should players. Absolutely do it.
0: Cricket players. Preferably from that area. You don't want to, like, parachute some <laughs> yeah. Collingwood player from Melbourne yeah. all of a sudden.
1: I'll take a coach.
0: Yeah, someone that, you know is well like good government is like
1: yeah. a good team you need a strategy winning yeah you need a strategy they right need there. to do
0: a bit of an elbow they need to like appeal Is like hey I'm, I'm harmless i'm good
1: well that's what they've been coasting on for the last 10 years i can only but that's that's elbow strategy he's trying to do what anastasia palaché did in queensland she's just trying to stay there for 10 years because as always you can get more done in 10 years than you can in three um is what's
0: her name coming back terry butler
1: State? Don't think so. I think that Terry Butler is kind of a bit done with politics. I don't know, I'm going to have to look into that.
0: Yeah, after Jordan Peterson owned her on QA. Yeah, take it. she's done. Take it. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yes, so that's very important. And I think a big thing with all of this is just like I was saying with Dog Pounds, the best thing that you can do is Zoomers is go to your local dog pan and say I'll take photos of these animals and we'll circulate them on Facebook and TikTok and all that shit because they're oldies they don't get it it's exactly the same with Palaszczuk's team they're oldies they don't get social media and it's probably your local member they're oldies and they don't get social media and if they got somebody that was a little bit savvy that could give them some internet clout you would be doing so much more than door knocking could ever do yeah man here's open
0: let's see how things work i wouldn't want a party that is
1: let's just put it this way destroying i the honestly think be. the LNP is the worst government in the developed world i think that the republicans are more sensical on the environment than the LNP are all
0: right look let's switch some gears we've got some reddit stories as well
1: fuck yeah <laughs> finally the good <laughs> we gotta stuff do it. speaking of go. optimism
0: here you go let's read some of those back on popular demand you guys seem to really like they really love the swinger story from last week how could you not? i got a lot of good feedback for that so we're doing a few more before we call it a night tonight
1: well we've been hearing good things about am i the asshole? everybody keeps going over and over again Hash me, dead, did babe. you know the biggest reddit subreddit exists no we didn't thank you for drawing our attention to it especially because I do like that the little Reddit man is holding up an anus as the cancel button. And then on the other side is a big old tick. So let's find out together. Does he deserve it? Am I the asshole for walking out of a wedding I was part of and ruining the day? I dated my ex-boyfriend John for four years. Oh, that's not the real name. They put it in inverted commas. Expose, you are an asshole. Uh, got serious enough where we started planning for our future wedding. I thought we were pretty happy, but last year he dumped me pretty suddenly. I tried to figure out what went wrong, but he said it was personal that I should respect his space. Well, you were making a life together, so maybe not. But during this time, my best friend Stacy and her fiancé Tom were my rocks. I think you are an asshole just for using that word. <laughs> Letting me crash at their place. Just being overwhelmingly supportive and loving. When Stacey asked me to be her maid of honour, I thought it was a no-brainer. Fast forward, the morning of the wedding, Tom asked me to meet him for breakfast super early in the a.m. Stop trying to cushion it. (laughs) Just get to the point. I thought it was weird. Maybe you wanted to make a pass or something on to Stacey. What happened instead was Tom let me know that a few days prior, Stacey admitted to him that she had an affair with John which led to my breakup. No wonder he wanted to keep it personal. I guess it was. He said that Stacey wanted to come clean, start the marriage fresh, and that he was forgiving her to move forward. God, the pressure on your wedding day. She picked that. You're not the asshole. She is. That's insane. Clearly. Is that it? No, 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 no. There's more. He'd gone back and forth between telling me, finally decided to spill the beans. It ended up causing a huge mess because I was basically running the whole show. Not only that, but everyone realized that the maid of honor wasn't there and the news of the affair eventually got out because her cousin knew John. Stacy had told have been be both slandering me online now, saying that I ruined their once in a lifetime moment. Some of their friends are on their side, saying that I should have handled the situation more privately. And at least stuck out the wedding since it was so last minute. Yeah, but so was the announcement of the affair. Yeah, so was
0: the announcement. Good point.
1: See, now this is the problem with Emma the arsehole. Somebody did sum this up to me, that it is just a bunch of people who clearly are the arsehole just using their cognitive biases to clean their conscience. Mm
0: -mm. But I don't think this is one of those cases. I think she had valid grounds.
1: From her perspective. But, like, you know, you only base it on your perspective. But you have... Which if is the wrong part about Emily? But asshole, like, it's
0: also—it's not just some random person. It's her best friend who was—they were her rocks during the entire breakup thing with her. So, so imagine, like, your rock is the cause of the problems, and she never mentions it. If she wanted to come clean, how come she never came clean to her own friend?
1: This is the part that you cannot avoid. If that is true how do you do that on the eve of your wedding hey here's a crazy hens night topper for you yeah (laughs) i think i think it would be okay
0: for her to just leave and not mention it obviously you can't be the maid of honor you need to have some like you need to be like an ex mother Teresa type person to just like go with it and even do all the maid of honor duties and stuff
1: but turning the other cheek is hard
0: yeah but like man i think she's she She is not the arsehole.
1: Yeah, probably not. Good that we got Ali's final opinion on this, seeing as there was 21,000 other people that were putting in their two cents. But because we don't know them, Ali's more valid. And that's why you'll never get anything done, Reddit, because you can't put your face to things. Wait,
0: do you think she is the arsehole? Could she have handled it any differently?
1: I'll say this. If she did Mother Teresa it, mad props. But I'm not going to... Put shit on her for Mother Teresa and her, especially because I know that everyone's ready to. Actually, Mother Teresa would shit. Come on. Come on.
0: Shut up. Shut up. Your shit.
1: Yeah, your shit. You you're you're the asshole for being mean to Mother Teresa theoretically. <laughs> uh, where's this other one? Oh, no, now they're all reloading. But I do remember that one of them was something about looking at live porn for the first time, which I'm sure our audience would be very into because Wait, they seem to be the disgusting. Ones. Is
0: that not on there?
1: No, it's here. This is from Today I Fucked Up. I'm sitting in my room pretty horny and bored, so I go watch some porn. And I always get these ads about Pornhub Live that I never checked out. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check it out. Well, that, that, that's a that's a line that you're... Yeah, you've crossed the over. line, dude.
0: Even people, men that watch porn religiously, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't that's pay their for mecca. it. They do pay it five it. times a day. Like, when
0: you start paying for porn... That is definitely a different category of horny that you've entered into.
1: That's Have really you because ever paid I just never thought that the ads like that? worked on anyone, huh?
0: Have you ever paid for any porn like OnlyFans or anything of that sort? Too cheap. Be real.
1: No, way too cheap for yeah, that. me neither. Especially because I just don't understand this in the day and age where it's all free. <laughs> yeah, but like I think like OnlyFans... It's harder to illegally download music and they're not making it hard. But with OnlyFans,
0: I think the incentive is you can get porn of a very specific person that isn't on Pornhub. They might be, like, an influencer that you know. So I guess there's that added sort of benefit to it. Yeah, but
1: here's my... Like, for example,
0: uh, I think Salma Hack is really hot. If someone told me that there's, like, she has an OnlyFans account where she has mm, sex with her, like, 90-year-old fucking Gucci-owning husband,
1: I You're wouldn't do it. it.
0: I wouldn't do it because, like, I'm opposed to paying for porn but I'd definitely be more interested in it.
1: That is, you haven't crossed the line, even in that scenario. No, no, okay. so, Let, let's, imagine, say, like, let's can, say
0: that, can you imagine I could, how I could pay desperate for it. it
1: would have to be? God, the cost of living crisis would have to get worse for a billionaire and their like, extremely famous rich wife to start doing OnlyFans.
0: Yeah, but you know what, Don't first of all, don't discount her because yes, she did marry a billionaire, but did you know that she's a billionaire herself from inheritance yeah she that's didn't need right. that money mm. she's a good woman no she made it on
1: her own genetics
0: well, <laughs> i one time one time i asked my wife i was like can i have a whole pass with salma hayek and she was like no it's like why it's like never gonna happen i was like that's what i was saying." i was like it's never gonna happen she's a married 50 year old woman that and she was still said no
1: yeah and also on top of this if she's banging billionaires I don't think you have to worry about Lee being not, in her league. She's
0: not banging billionaires I mean she is but like she, it's not about the money she's not that kind of a woman
1: I just don't think that there can ever be a scenario where you're dating a billionaire and you can say it's not about the money No <laughs> even it's if not you even she's, even if you are a billionaire She
0: She's a great lady Some <laughs> higher? <laughs> yeah
1: Okay. She's proper trophy <laughs> sure. wife.
0: She's funny. She's, anyways, go on.
1: I just don't know enough about her. All I know is that every time I see her, I was just like, how is she getting hotter? But anyway, yeah. um, I entered my email password and they have some very weird thing about entering a username. Obviously, didn't want to use my real name. Wow, you're very smart. So I <laughs> realized the first name that comes to mind is Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've redeemed yourself, my friend. And the next image says, I do your credit card. I'm already skeptical, but it says it's 100% free. I'm like, eh. But I already went in so far into the process that I'm like, fuck it. So now I find out that I'm watching a few and just sitting there and they're not really doing anything. Nobody was showing any tits. The little laugh shaking. Really underwhelming overall. Well, wow. a Redditor is disappointed that's a first (laughs) so now i mean uh sorry um so to find out what the best one is i control keyboard open up a ton of tabs find out that there's nothing sexy i flip through these tabs uh the pop-ups are annoying this pop-up would only come in a few times i had to click on an orange button to refresh and then i land on this really old 60 year old gilf she's just sitting there it's like eight people watching Like I did not ever think about that. This is Gavin McInnes' point about porn. You want to stop watching porn so much, just think about the reality of it, which is that it is two people fucking on the street and there's like 50 guys just beating off, being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get in there.
0: <laughs> Sounds hot.
1: <laughs> I click on it. And then I was just like, what the fuck am I doing <laughs> It's like I lost $55 to enter a private room to watch a grandma fuck. (laughs) Couldn't I have at least chosen something a bit sexier? (laughs) Oh my God, 55.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah, because the other ones they teased you and now you're horny. Now you know what it's like for all those guys back in the eighties that left strip clubs with boners. That's what happened to them. Now she's like smiling and says, hey, Jacob. (laughs) immediately she's pulling a tits out yeah see she's not shy it's true the older you get the less frigid you are and she grabs a dildo and <laughs> she snaps it open into a really old slightly hairy pussy i'm like man i didn't pay for this <laughs> Nonetheless, because I'm paying, I start shamefully jacking off. And <laughs> she keeps saying, oh, Jacob, Jacob, over and over again, moaning. And she puts on a pretty good show. She's pretty hot for a 60-year-old, but i got to emphasize, she's fucking 60. <laughs> I start writing in the chat. That she should talk dirty to me and shit. I'm going to spare you all the details, but I do come. (laughs) I close the window, go back to watching YouTube, chilling out. Later that night, I go to check my email. I see this receipt from hub Live. It turns out it didn't cost $5. It cost $5 a minute.
0: Oh, shit. I
1: spend $72 on a six-year-old woman calling me Jack. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say I like today I fucked up f- way more than Abba yeah. the Arsehole because the whole time you did Abba the Arsehole you just play guess who this is yeah, yeah. this Cluedo of you know who done it really I don't want to do that I just want to laugh at someone's like funny masturbation story Jacob you did fuck
0: up <laughs> but you also <laughs> deserved it I think it's fair like if you're going to be that horny going into a rabbit hole you should expect consequences.
1: Yeah, and also I've got to say, can we get a round of applause for someone getting it up and finishing the job? Yeah, finishing the job. grandma, well done. I'm always amazed at that. Every time they ever ask a male porn star who was the oldest you had sex with, and they're like, "Um, seventy-five. I wasn't proud of that, but I had a job to do." <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: professionals, professionals. Uh, yeah, look, uh that's funny and it could have been much worse it could have been 700 dollars yeah when you go into these kinds of situations, you've heard those turkish scams right if you go if you go to turkey and you're walking around in one of their like uh, nightclub areas some chick will come and she'll say hey uh come to this club uh we're doing a promotion it's all free hang out with me and then you go over there and then they start ordering like she orders like a lot of shit and she's like, Don't worry, don't worry, it's all free. Don't pro, don't worry, just have fun. And then you get into the groove of it and then she sneaks away and the bouncers come with like a eight hundred dollar bill. Yeah. And they're all like Here Yeah you go pay up. Yeah. And then they like literally shake you like a cartoon to get every penny <laughs> out of your pocket.
1: What is it called? The Turkish Shakedown?
0: Oh, it should be. I don't know what it's called, but I've heard about that scam. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like you know, like the Harlem Shake.
0: Horny, horny scams can like really damage your pocket. So, seventy-five dollars you got off easy, my friend.
1: Yeah, geez, who'd have thought that the red light district, controlled by mafias, would end up in bad scenarios? (laughs) I just think that, honestly, look, if you go to a red light district and you get shaken down worth every penny for the story damn right
0: all right well thanks everyone for watching uh or listening however you're doing it uh we will say you guys actually we probably won't see you next week we'll see you in a couple of weeks because uh both jordan and miss love are going to be away but if you are a patron don't worry you're going to be getting a uplay podcast throughout so big things coming
1: and big we might do coming. some reacts who knows
0: Thanks everyone. We'll see you guys next week or soon. Bye.